on WHUPLP, Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Joe, co-founder of TrueBottle.com, your professional source for wine auction prices, and my good feller Mark here, fine wine auction director with Leland Little Auctions. And together, we are the wine fellers. On this first half of this week's show, what in the world is critter wine, and why is this a thing? The second half of our show, we'll learn some wine manners from this week's special guest, Stephen Petrow, respected journalist and go-to source for modern manners, as cited by the New York Times, People Magazine, Time, and NPR. That a surprise wine tasting Mark has in store for us, our new community outreach segment, and more on this week's episode of The Wine Fellers. But first, the news. Welcome to Hillsboro's only fine wine newscast. Winner of the Fustian Radio Arts Medal, Biennial Golden Jim Crack Award, and voted most improved wine newscast within a six-mile radius of the Hillsboro Water Tanks Transmission Tower. This is Wine Cellars News on WH. This week on Winefellers News, concerned there's no fish bladder in your wine? Relax, because there is. Hey, man. Is your wine infused with enough cannabis? We'll find out. Or are you looking for that perfect gift to give your toddler's school teacher? How about a bottle of wine of your kid's picture on the label? This and more on the Winefellers News. How you doing, Joe? Oh, my goodness. I'm excited, Mark. This is going to be a fantastic show. Uh, this is going to be a great show. We have some uh, great segments coming up. A great mystery surprise uh, wine tasting. <laughs> I can't wait. I mean, I really cannot wait, Mark. I absolutely have no idea. Well, you saw me walk in with some food. Uh, and uh, I can smell it the whole studio. That's right. So it's, oh, my goodness. It's uh, covered up, but uh, we'll, you'll, 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 you're going to see. It's going to be just a great pairing, so please stay oh, no. tuned for that. Oh, I can't wait. So the first story we have today. Yeah, what you got? Vegetarians and vegans have recently challenged the notion that most wines are meatless. Finding okay. is the process winemakers use to give wine clarity 
remove sediment, and take away unwanted odors or colors. Hmm. Now, fining ag- agents are substances added to wine barrels after fermentation that slowly collect unwanted elements, leaving the wine purified. Interesting. So here's the problem. The fining agents themselves are often animal protein byproducts, such as gelatin taken from pig or cow skin, castration exoskeletons, <laughs> and fish bladder membranes. All of this in the wine we are drinking. Well, I would think that the amount in your wine is infinitesimal. I mean, they really try sure. to uh, kind of extract all that out when before you drink it, so hopefully you don't have too much of that fish bladder taste that you so enjoy well oh yeah well that's why that's why i buy uh, the wine i do mark now but in all seriousness this is not a joke this is a real thing correct that's correct so uh this kind of thing's been used for centuries to get rid of unwanted elements from your wine it's more common than white wines and red i think the good news is is that if you unless you've opened a bottle that is older than 20 years old okay your wine uh, from the United States or Europe, definitely does not contain oxblood. <laughs> oh, good. Great. Awesome. Now, uh, tell me this. Uh, they have the wine in the barrels. It's, be, it's ready to be fermented, and they add these uh, chemicals they get from animals. That's right. And it uh, removes impurities, you're saying. That's right. So it's a good thing. So it binds with the elements that you don't want in the wine, and it kind of floats it down to the bottom of the barrel, and so you can kind of get rid of it that way. Well, you know, I have a, a few friends who are vegetarian, mm. and I, I'm going to need to get their thoughts on this because I'm wondering if now they will not drink wine. We have a great point, Joe, and what I've done is I've listed uh, vegan wineries on our website. There's a links nice. on our website that uh, you can go to, and there's actually a new thing. It's vegan vegetarian wines, but who knew you needed such a thing? But I guess we do. Well, there, there you go. I'm, I'm intrigued. We'll have to check some of those out and, and have some uh, vegetarian wines tasted here on the show with the wine fellers. Yes, please send us your vegetarian wines. <laughs> or what's next, Mark? As cannabis legalization creeps forward state by state, it seems that wine pairing is the new frontier. Denver-based vineyard, Infinite Infinite Monkey Theorem, (laughs) is one of the first to really combine the two worlds. According to the owner, Ben Parsons, this specific sort of pairing is not much different than pairing wine and cheese. He instructs connoisseurs to choose a wine and a strain of weed that complement each other. Oh, come on. For example, full-bodied wine should go with full-bodied strains of weed, and acidic or dry wines go best with lighter or citrusy weed. In related news, the singer-songwriter <laughs> Melissa Etheridge has started a new line of cannabis-infused wine. No. Etheridge reported that she began experimenting with marijuana and wine after being diagnosed with breast cancer in 2004. Oh, well, and, not and, so funny. That's not so funny. And undergoing chemotherapy. Oh, Lord. But as a programming note, the wine fellows will not be pairing wine with cannabis in the upcoming wine pairing segment. Holy smokes, Mark. Is this... <laughs> I have to ask every time you bring these news stories in here. This is real. This is real. I know. This is... Uh, it's a kind of a strange new world we live in as, uh, as cannabis is becoming legal in, in many new states. There's uh, all these industries that are rising up around this new industry. So, 
let's let's be clear here. They is this becoming part of the winemaking process? Is this stuff going into the barrels with the wine, or is this just something they're adding afterwards, like making fortified wine or something like this? Right. So this is something that's it's infused. It's add it's added uh, afterwards. Okay. But this is actually not a new thing. Um, really? Around uh, 100 to 200 A.D., the uh, a gentleman named Hao Tu, uh, he was he was known the god the god of surgery, a Chinese gentleman. He was the first one in recorded history to make cannabis-infused wine to give it to his patients prior to surgery. And this is a long time wow. ago. I mean, you know, uh, an example of medicinal marijuana being used uh, before, you know, we discovered it. That's right. Very nice. All right, Mark, what's next? Our last story. A company called Vintage Chalkboard Wine Labels has created a custom label that has really taken off. The custom label features photos of toddlers that parents supply to the company. On the photo, <laughs> it reads, Our child might be the reason you drink, so enjoy this bottle on us. Oh, uh, I've, I've heard of this. <laughs> parents have been enjoying giving these wine bottles to their kids, teachers, as gifts, and it seems that the teachers have enjoyed receiving these gifts. Oh, I'm sure of it. <laughs> I mean, it's a great idea. You know, I've I, I, uh, I've I've seen these things. Yeah, I've seen them. Uh, you go to a website, you upload a, your school photo of the kid, and it prints right out on this uh, wine label. Then they mail it to uh, to the teacher. Right. Well, I just, I just think it's funny that uh, I could just see a teacher sitting at home uh, drinking their <laughs> third glass of wine and staring at their. Uh, the uh, the kid on the bottle and just I, sort of like just being I, angry I, at I the know, kid man. and <laughs> I I drink to escape my problems not to see them right in front of me throughout that process <laughs> that's right and imagine if all if, if all the parents did this and they all gave the teacher at the same time all their kids with a la- and, the, and the teacher could line up the the, the labels. <laughs> All together, and they can have the whole classroom staring at her at home while she's drinking the wine. Oh, oh, Mark, this is too good. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, so um, I'm going to, uh, I think I'm going to give you one. Oh, thanks, yeah. I, you know, but I don't get it, Mark. I mean, like, what, uh, people are are doing this. I've, I've personally seen this, but I just would, what happened to the good old days of an apple on the teacher's desk, but we've come a long way in you know uh, in these these uh, you know, ways of celebrating our teachers. Where we've gone from an apple for health, that's right, right. to now like you poor thing. <laughs> I'm sure if you don't already have a drinking problem, we're going to solve that for you right now. You know what? If, if you're listening out there, uh, Melissa Etheridge, you, <laughs> you should put kids on your label and give them to. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that's good. Now, we need to try all of these, right? So all of our listeners out there, if you have wine that your teacher uh, didn't accept, that your child's teacher didn't accept, or uh, Melissa Etheridge, you've sent some of your product here. We need these wines, Mark. Uh, yes. Third uh, one, third one, the uh, the vegetarian wine. Yes. We need is. one of each here in the studio. That's right. You go online to thewinefellers.com, and you, uh, you uh, get in touch with Mark here. He'll, he'll fill you in <laughs> fill on you, all the details. Fill you in all the shipping details. Okay. <laughs> all right, Mark, is that it for today? Yes. Fantastic.
And that's the news for this week. Find us online at thewinefellers.com and continue the discussion of these groundbreaking stories. This has been another exciting report from the Wine Fellers News Desk. On this week's main story, Critter Wine. We'll find out why there are so many adorable animals displayed on the labels of wine bottles these days. Join us online at thewinefellers.com and keep these great ideas coming. So cuddle up with the family's pet hamster as my good feller Mark explains why he may end up on a bottle of wine someday. Mark, what in the world? Joe, we should really care about this topic very much. <laughs> Obviously. Because for without wine, life, Joe, would simply not be worth living. <laughs> so last week... That's a great intro, nice and dramatic. <laughs> so last week I went over to my in-laws for dinner, and my father-in-law pulled out a bottle that he wanted me to try. Uh, it seemed that earlier that day he, wanted, he went to the grocery store, uh, Aldi, uh, you might have heard of it, and he, and he, and he purchased a wine uh, he enjoyed... And so he brought it out and had me try it. Now, Joe, have you ever heard of a wine called Winking Owl? I have not. Well, Winking Owl is what we refer to in the business as critter wine. (laughs) I figured. I figured. Now, critter wine is more of a marketing technique than a style of wine, and it refers to a wide range of cheap wine that have labels of cute little animals like dogs, pandas, kangaroos, lemurs, and gophers. (laughs) Lemurs? Sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nice. And Weeking Owl is one of many mediocre, low-cost critter wines out there today. It only sells for two eighty-nine. Oh my gosh! Winking Owl, two eighty-nine. That's. Uh, is it any good? <laughs> um, it wasn't to my taste, but <laughs> but but um, you know, people uh, enjoy wine at all different price points, and it's not. Sometimes it's nice to try a bottle of wine or the glass that the wine is in is actually cost more than the wine itself. <laughs> why, why, the, why winking owl? What does that even mean? I don't know. I, I, some <laughs> marketing group came up and, and they had uh, different ideas, and I think uh, they had a, uh, some test subjects and I would focus lo- <laughs> groups, and this sold. <laughs> I would love to see the rejected animals. The ones that didn't make the cut. Exactly. Well, see, the marketers have figured out that the vast majority of Americans know next to nothing about wine. And when faced with a supermarket aisle with thousands of different wines, often the cutest animal on the label wins. Oh, my goodness. Because when it comes to wine, most drinkers judge the wine by what's on the label and not by what's in the label. Interesting. So critter wine, uh, a winking owl... What what other wines are out there that use this tactic to sell more wine? Okay, well, so some consider, and I think most people have heard this wine, some consider Yellowtail, that's the label with a kangaroo on it. Oh, yeah. Uh, to be a the kangaroo wine. is a critter? Yeah. Sure, for these animal. purposes, yeah, sure, right on. Small, or a large critter. <laughs> uh, to be the wine, that's the wine that sort of started it all. Um, but according to uh, the website Epic- Epicurious, here are the 
top five tasting critter wines on the market today. Top five critter wines. Number Take five is Yellowtail. Yellowtail, kangaroo. And that costs about $15, so that's actually a little bit more expensive mm. side for, uh, for uh, critter wine. But number four, if you want to get, uh, want to get uh, some other wine from Australia, we have something called Mad Fish Riesling. And that's actually Ooh. a picture of a turtle on that label. Mad fish, but a turtle. Yes. Yeah, got it. <laughs> number. Th- this is making a lot of sense, Mark. By the way. <laughs> well, this is, you know, uh, I don't, I don't argue with the marketing people, and and uh, <laughs> well, they've done their research, haven't they? They have. And uh, number. Th- if they want to call it a fish and have a turtle on the label, sure. Evidently, it did not it did not confuse too many people in the focus group. They they seemed to get what they were going for. The te- yeah, the, the, I, I love that somehow the test group that had the word fish on the bottle and the uh, fish yes, on the bottle right. was beaten out. That's right by the turtle. Yes, the focus group uh, said yes. I, I would. Th- <laughs> this incongruency really appeals to me, and I would like to drink this wine. <laughs> I am mildly confused and want to buy buy something now. <laughs> That's right. Perfect. So number three is a wine called Goats du Rome, which is sort of a play on a French wine, uh, uh, a French wine region called Cote du Rhone. I've heard of that. But Goats du Rhone <laughs> is uh, obviously a wine with a picture of a goat on it. Oh my gosh! When I think of goats, I the <laughs> good wine does not immediately leap into my mind. No, but again, <laughs> the focus group. They brought everybody <laughs> in and they said, oh, that's a really cute goat, and I would like to drink some wine. I am now thirsty for this wine. Perfect. <laughs> exactly. And number two, Dancing Bowl Winemakers Reserve Zinfandel. Now, uh, this is a dancing bull, I guess. I haven't seen the label of this one, but I'm assuming it's some kind of bull that's dancing, and that's, that's very, that appeals to people. That would appeal to me. Yeah, yeah, I got it. And uh, so, uh, so the dancing bull, uh, let me give you the uh, review of this wine. It costs about $10. It's uh, reserves in Fendel from California. Okay. It's described as a super sweet wine with at least three times the sugar you'd expect to see <laughs> in most red table wines. <laughs> is that why the bull is dancing? Yes, he's hopped up on sugar, <laughs> and that's actually a, that's actually a dirty little secret that about many of these critter wines what? is that they often have six to ten grams of sugar per liter, which is much more than really. Grams. I mean, it's like it's a sweet drink. Yeah, well, like, I, I mean, I guess it, for some uh, palates, it makes it more appealing. Well, absolutely. I mean, I, I think that makes sense. I mean, would you like your soda with or without? Sugar? <laughs> would you like your carbonated <laughs> beverage? Without you know high fructose corn syrup. Yeah, I think it's sort of the culture that we live in. The more sugar, the seems, better. It seems to appeal to us. And uh, yeah, Mark, I want to come up with our own critter wine here. Oh yeah, let's do it. We should come up with a wine feller's critter wine. Now, obviously, lots of sugar. That's right. But I think we should add a whole bunch of critters on the bottle. Oh, that's I mean right. That's I mean brilliant. more critters. That's brilliant. <laughs> more one, sugar, one critter. more critters. <laughs> and that's how, we'll, that's how we'll market it. More critters, <laughs> more critters than the average wine. <laughs> and you how, can, <laughs> how many critters are on your wine bottle? It's actually brilliant. I wish you didn't say this publicly because we could have really done this. <laughs> because if, you know, if a picture of a goat sells wine, think about a, if it, on the label there's a goat and a cat and a rabbit and a teddy bear. I oh, mean, Lord. I mean, everyone would want to buy that one. Everyone would. Um, you know who I am really interested in hearing uh, <laughs> their take on this 
segment okay. if, if, if we can move on to him? Or have sure. you got more on the critter wine? Well, I was going to say, the, and the number one was the Little Penguin Chardonnay. <laughs> Here I am. I'm not even listening to which number we're on. <laughs> it's it's a, quite all right. The number one is the Little Penguin oh. Chardonnay. It's described as a simple wine, uh, <laughs> with the, and, it, and it's supposed to taste a little bit uh, like canned peaches. <laughs> but it's definitely it, definitely the cutest label, though. It's a penguin walking on the beach with footprints trailing behind, and it's just, it's just, it's adorable. Dude, Mark, we need to get some of these wines in here. I'd love to try these. Yeah, let's do it. Sugary penguin wines. It <laughs> tastes like peaches. <laughs> let's do it. Let's. Oh, the, ping, the penguin. See, I I can I can get behind the cuddly koalas and the lemurs and the badgers, but the penguins. Well, I want to leave you with a final note. Tell me, Joe. Here's the mystery wine segment. Later in the show, we will be having a surprise wine yes. pairing segment. Yes, I, will I know. Pa- I will pair three critter wines <laughs> with the actual critter that is depicted on the label. I will give you a glass of critter wine paired with an actual cooked piece of that critter. Uh, I want to see if you can guess the critter on the label based on what you've eaten. Oh, you've got to be kidding me, Mark. Is that what I'm smelling right now? Oh, yeah. Am I smelling a bunch of roasted critter in this room? <laughs> You're smelling so good. <laughs> I did not sign up for this, Mark. Oh, neither did I. But you're the one eating it. <laughs> well, uh, there you go. We're going to uh, need, <laughs> apparently, I'm eating critter later. Yes. <clears throat> okay. Uh, that sounds great. But we need Pappy on the phone. That's right. From beautiful Italia to give us his perspective on critter wine. Don't we, Mark? Let's call Pappy. Let's call Pappy. Are you there? It's the Poppy. It's Pappy. Hey, Pappy. Hello, Mark Golden. It's just Pappy. Oh, Pappy, it's so great to hear from it's you. So good to hear from nice you. Nice to speak to you, my oh, friend. Hey, hey Pappy, uh, I was talking to Mark uh, earlier before the show. Um, what is the uh-huh. current exchange rate uh, between the uh, Italian currency and, and the U.S. dollar right now? You call all the way to Italian to ask it is? I mean, it was just a secondary question. We've got uh, uh, other questions. Well, you were asking the wrong man. Okay. Why is you that? asked the wrong man. You've got to call him a cousin. <laughs> call you me, need call. to call him a cousin, Maria. Yes. Cousin Maria. Maria Bartiromo. Okay. Well, is she there? <laughs> yes, uh, she's my cousin. 
Okay, <laughs> I well, think we've established uh, you need that to turn fact, on the Pappy. TV and go see uh, Maria. She tell you everything you need to know. Well, we'll we're uh, very proud of our Maria. Nothing to the little girl. Pappy, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's great. To say she done good for herself. Good. I'm very glad, Pappy. But look, many, Pappy, many a macho man. Pappy, been in the crime. In the streets of Italy, when she fly away to the big city. Of, of course, off to the big city. Pappy, important question today on the Weinfeller Show. It's a better be good. Okay. Pappy? I'm a busy. Mm-hmm. I'm a busy. You're a busy man, Pappy. You're a busy man and a big talker, too. So look here. What do you think of the idea that American companies are putting critters on their bottles of wine so they can sell more of it? What is a critter? Yeah, a critter is, uh, you know, uh, maybe an opossum, yeah. a skunk, a squirrel. An animal. An animal. A little animal. animal. Fuzzy, furry animal. Why did you put a rat on the bottle? Well, you know. Uh, Why? Yeah. I knew he wouldn't like it, Mark. Why did you put Martin. a rat on the bottle? He's right. I knew that you it's would not, not like this. good. Okay. Well. I never, never understand Americanos. No, no. You put it a rat on the bottle. Because of the wine, is a no good. <coughs> well, Pappy, I agree. The wine is a no good, and you look at the rat, and maybe not so bad. All right, no rat. Well, guys, you heard it here from Pappy O'Donnell. Thank you, Pappy. <laughs> that was wonderful. That was... And we'll have uh, you back next week, Pappy. Uh, Mark, that was wonderful. That was... segment of the week. Your good fellers, Mark and Joe, explore the exciting world of tasting and pairing wine. And remember, we're always on the lookout for suggestions from you. So let's pop the cork right now on this week's episode of the Wine Fellers. I do. <laughs> All right, Mark, oh, here on the pairing segment, and I'm. if you're just tuning in, uh, Mark here, my yeah. good feller Mark, has lined up a wine pairing of critter wine, but tell me again, you're going to serve me critter? I am so excited. I'm, I'm opening the plate as the, uh, the wrappers, and so on the plate, and this week I have paired each critter wine with a small Cooked sample of that critter. Oh, Mark, Mark, Mark. I have hidden the new, critter new, 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 labels new. from Joe's view. 
Can Joe guess the critter he is eating, <laughs> thereby guessing the name of the critter wine? Okay. Uh, let's see here, Mark. So here's the first one that we're going to do. All right. Uh, I, I, see the, the, I see the bottles here. So, uh, so here we go. Woo! Now, get, uh, this smells just, interesting, Mark. I just, hand, I just handed uh, – this is radio, so I'm describing. I just handed Joe some food. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like a very small amount of food. So uh, what, what, describe it to what you're seeing and, uh, and what mm. it tastes like to uh, our listeners. Well, it has a very mm. – what is this, Mark? What have you fed me? Oh, my gosh. So what's it taste like? Well, uh – this one, yeah, all right. This was uh, just a little bit of food here, bottom of a Dixie cup, and these look like they are miniature red hots, but they're yellow and very salty. Um, I'm not quite sure what they are yet. Uh, what wine am I? Can I drink to get this taste out of my okay, mouth? Okay, so right now. now try the wine, and this is this is the wine, the same animal, but it's on the label. All right. Mmm. Uh, okay, white wine, sweet. Actually, kind of tastes. Is this silly? But it kind of tastes like pears. Yeah, I think it. I think you're right. It tastes all right, a little bit like all right. Pear. See, look, I'm becoming get, cultured, yes. Mark. Uh, so a, a white pear uh, tasting wine with I have no idea what these things are. In this. These weren't even I don't think these things in this cup were actually cooked, Mark. Uh, they're cooked. You couldn't cook them too much because it's scaring they, they sort me. It's sort of uh, they all they all would kind of melt together. So I, I would mean, have to cook them really kind of. Really this shortly. is some sort of. Uh, what's killing me here is I want to say like a salty Jello. But I need to keep reminding myself that this is coming from an animal. That's right. So I have no idea, but I'm sure I'm about to be completely disgusted with whatever Mark has just fed me. So wait, I need to make a guess. Yes, you need to make a guess. With this wine. Uh, Some sort of crab eggs? Well, that's, <laughs> that's a really good answer. But uh, crab wine? Come on, man. Well, I mean, a crab could be an animal that you put on a, on a wine bottle. So here's the answer. The answer is you've just had a glass of yes. fisheye Chardonnay <laughs> from California. Oh, <laughs> uh, That explains a lot there, Mark. Yeah. All right. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through this entire pairing. You just what's next? Let's move oh, okay. on. I've got to get this. Oh, uh, here's your next. Here's your next piece of food. I just hope you started with the strangers. Yeah, I, it gets a lot better. I just wanted to get that one out of the way. All right, second Dixie cup here. Yeah, the right. label of the wine has been hidden from me. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, um, this looks like some sort of meat. Definitely meat. Yes. Um, let's see what we got here. Okay, this is a little more bearable. Tastes like chicken. A little chewier than chicken. Um, all right. Now I'm gonna give I've you got some good guesses here, Mark. Well, this is actually not that well, bad. Well, let me give you the glass of wine, good. too. Here's the, here's the wine. All right. Very nice red wine. Okay. Uh, it actually, I prefer this one better than the first white wine, the pear wine. Right. This tastes... You know, it's got a mellow, and believe it or not, tastes like grapes. Right, <laughs> mellow good. grape Very flavor. 
Um, but I have some good guesses. Um, anything I need to know before I start guessing no, here? No. I think I'm going to get this. No, take a, take a guess. And and for those of, uh, for those of you just joining in uh, on this week's wine pairing segment, I've paired each critter wine with a small cooked sample of that critter. So if can, if Joe can guess the critter he is eating, he is he is guessing the critter that is on the wine. All right, the critter on the bottle is the critter cooked in the cup. All right, right, fair enough. Uh, I am going to guess here that we are dealing with, this is crazy, right? But could it be like alligator? Well, that's a good guess. I mean, you know, it's because you're trying to guess something that's a meat that's probably a little unusual. I mean, I could see an alligator on on a wine bottle. That's right. You probably know me pretty well by now, knowing that uh, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't, um, you know, give you just some <laughs> run-of-the-mill animal on a, on, a, on a label. No, this is actually pretty good. What is it? Okay, so the answer to this is... I'm this right. Is, this is I've got to be right. Very close. This is Rabbit Ridge Cabernet oh! from California. So close. Cute little rabbit on the bottle. And, uh, but, so but that was a good guess. Close. Rabbit. You know, alligator tastes like rabbit, tastes like chicken. Dude, I, mean, Mark. I think that's all good. <laughs> well, I love this, but... Where are you? Where did you get all of these <laughs> critters? You can buy all. You of do them. not cook, so I'm a little worried about this here. Well, I, yes, I did have help. Um, <laughs> I, I got a I got a nine year old child who uh, offered to cook this food for me. And uh, oh, perfect, okay. perfect. All right, what's next? Here's what's next? The last one. I'm actually excited about this. All one. All right, here's the last food. It looks a little bit. I think it looks a little nicer, don't you? Uh, well, it's looking like a little gray meat here. <laughs> Always appetizing. I think it smells. Hold on. Uh, well, hold on. Let's see here. Mm-hmm. Oh, this one's interesting. Okay. Definitely tangy, chewy like the other one. That's right. I mean, it's good. It's, it was really good. Yeah, I think it is. Um, I mean, it's not like too gamey, but it tastes like a I mean, why would I... It's like a game bird or a pheasant or something. Yeah. Um, but not that. This one's tough. See, this one I would say alligator. Well, you're really, you know, this, you, you're the closest yet. I mean, you really are all right, but let me Let me try really the wine. Let me try the wine. Okay, here you all right, all right, right, right. Hold on, yeah, hold on. And how's mm. the wine? Mm. All right, yeah, yeah. For those of you uh, who aren't here, <laughs> everyone else besides Mark and me, um, red wine, uh, I'm not quite as fond as uh i don't like this one as much as the uh previous one i think i agree uh it is sweet yeah um right you know uh tastes okay okay uh but i'm sticking with alligator man this has got to be the alligator well that's really you're very close i mean you really are very close so the answer to this is yes painted turtle merlot oh Turtle from Canada. What kind of turtle, Mark? And you, <laughs> I don't know. They didn't. The it didn't specify. <laughs> one pound turtle. Yeah, yeah. You, it's a oh crazy thing when you gosh. buy turtle. They don't tell you what kind of turtle. At least that, the turtle that I purchased. That was so good, man. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm actually Mark. I'm actually impressed. This is quite quite a nice little pairing uh, here. Yes, I think this is probably the most unusual. Uh, food and wine pairing uh, we've ever done. It was actually really tasteful. I appreciate that, man. That was really cool. And uh, when you go home today, you can have the rest of the turtle. Fantastic. All right. Well, that was the pairing for the day. We're going to head down now to Churton Street for our first live community outreach segment. And we will pick up with you there. In the meantime, we have an important 
philanthropic announcements. We hope you'll give some serious consideration. This is Mark and Joe, your good fellers, and we'll see you in just a second. Hi, I'm Jennifer Stampy, here to tell you about an important charitable organization doing great work throughout the world. Most don't realize, but there are thousands of people hurting right now from a serious problem that typically goes unnoticed. Did you know there are individuals living amongst us who are completely unaware of the life-changing powers of fine wine? At Wine for the Fruitless, our nonprofit organization aims to change this by affording those in need the opportunity to try small samples of some of the finest, most expensive wines in the world. Our carefully trained, compassionate volunteers personally offer very tiny amounts of highly rated, elegant wines to those, either by their own personal failings or unfortunate circumstance, lack a deep appreciation of all that wine can bring. Our rapid response teams have dedicated their lives to rebuilding towns decimated by natural disasters, supporting families victimized by violent crimes, and comforting individuals suffering silently by disabling mental and physical afflictions. All of this through small but thoughtful samples of fine wine. On behalf of Wine for the Fruitless, I invite you to give your generous tax-deductible donation to help heal those suffering from life's tragedies and share our organization's heightened perspective because the real tragedy is to have never known fine wine. Visit WineForTheFruitless.com to learn more. Well, Mark, we're out on the street here uh, doing our community outreach for the week. What's the uh, plan today? Well, Joe, uh, every week we do community outreach, as you said. We like to give back to the community. Uh, the Wine Fellers is a semi-nonprofit organization, and we like to uh, help those in Hillsborough, especially those who do not appreciate uh, wine as much as we do. That's right. I mean, I get it. We're a community-based radio station. Just wanting to participate with with the uh, locals here and and uh, the community, just become more of a positive force here in our local community in Hillsborough. So what we've decided to do today is we're giving out free samples of wine for those people who are driving home. It's it's uh, after five. People are tired. And what do people want to see? They they want to see me show up at their window, the door window, giving them a little sample of wine. <laughs> Yeah, okay, Mark, I see we've got all of the paper Dixie cups filled up here with uh, what looks to be a good amount of wine. What are you uh, handing out to the good people of Hillsborough as they drive home? Well, I'm giving out a nice California Cabernet uh, to people who are driving home. I have them on a tray, and uh, people are coming by, and uh, uh, I'm waiting. The stoplight turned red, so I'm, I'm about to go up to the window and... Uh, and see if uh, this gentleman would like some wine. Yep, Mark, I'll stay right here, and, uh, and uh, why don't you take the, the mic with you and uh, see, how we, see how it goes. Okay, uh, uh, sir? Sir? And if you yes? Uh, we're doing, uh, this is uh, Mark from the Wine Fellers. We're trying to uh, help people out. Hold on, hold on, let me turn down my radio. I can't hear you. Uh, so this is Mark from the Wine Fellers. We're giving out free samples of wine for people driving home today. Of what? A free sample of wine. You can't do that. Oh, 
Well, would you like some wine? Well, it is a red light. Okay. Okay, so here you go. What do you think? You like? Well, just give me a minute. Well, the light's about to turn green. Mmm, that, that's delicious. Uh, well, uh, can I have another one? Yeah, now? sure, but you're backing up some traffic. Well, hold on, just give me one more. Okay, but the light's green, just, uh... Can, can you... What? Can just, you... just take these three and just take them on the road, okay? How about another bottle to go? Well, I don't have a bottle, but just take this tray and just, just well, to drive well, off, okay? Okay, it's hard to manage that in the steering wheel. Okay. <laughs> Good Lord, Mark, what happened? Joe, um... Did you give him all the wine? Well, this light turns... Joe, let's... Oh, there's a... There's, there's the... Oh, gosh, the police are coming. All right, all right pack up, pack up. Uh, <laughs> this right, well, has been this week's community outreach. We'll, we'll uh, catch, catch you next week. is a respected journalist and the go-to source for modern manners. As cited by the New York Times, People Magazine, Time, and NPR, his usual gentle, often humorous, but always insightful advice has made him a nationally recognized expert. In addition to his five etiquette books, Petrow writes the Civilities column for the Washington Post, as well as Manners Hero, for Parade, and Medical Manners for Everyday Health. Previously, he penned the New York Times Civil Behavior Column. He is a former president of the National Lesbian and Gay Journalists Association. Stephen, welcome to this week's episode of The Weinfellers. Glad to be here with you and Mark. Oh, is that your NPR voice or something? <laughs> Well, I try, but We've I've got a long ways that. to go. <laughs> we, we think of ourselves as sort of the anti-NPR, we, uh, but uh, but we do love NPR. <laughs> that was very that was very resonant. I like that. Thank you. I don't thank know where you. you got that? <laughs> and I live in Hillsborough. That seems to be the most important part of my bio. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. That's right. Well, so I have Stephen. I am so glad you're on the show. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, aside from all of this, uh, Stephen is a is a good friend of ours, and uh, whenever I have a question about uh, what to do in a tricky social situation, <laughs> I go to Stephen because he really has the insight. He has the good answers to this. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of these tricky social situations that you come across that involve wine. And Stephen, hopefully, will help us <laughs> wade through these issues. I, I, you know, you have so many problems, Mark. I'm hoping I'm going to be able to uh, get through them today. How much time do we have? <laughs> well, <laughs> we, we cannot be helped. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we're okay. past that. Yes. <laughs> so here's my first question, and, and, and I've, I've given this some thought. Okay. Um, 
so you're out to dinner with some friends. You know, just let's say you're at a local restaurant, Antonia's or wherever you are, and one friend you notice orders a very expensive bottle of wine. Mm. What should you do? This happens. I've seen this happen. I've seen this happen in this very town. I think I might have done this to Stephen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. You're always such a gentleman. You usually bring a bottle of wine. and uh, That's true. I just upset the restaurateurs. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, it's fair game to pay the corkage fee at our fine restaurant. That's Pancino right. Trudeau and uh, Absolutely. Antonio's, et cetera. Well, that's a, that's a great question. You know, it does, have, it does come up quite a bit. And I'm going to turn it around for a moment. So if, if you're the one who's choosing the wine as you often are, Mark, because you're so knowledgeable about this, I think it's great to say to the other people, give them a choice. How about this one and that one? And then show them the wine menu and have a little bit of a difference in price point so that they can comfortably say, I'm going to take that one, and now I'm pointing to the lower-priced one, if budget is a concern to them. That's a really good point. So you give the other the the other party an option. You just don't push a really expensive one. Right, and you also may, you know, one may be a full-bodied red and one may be a lighter-bodied red because you're not sure. So if you're the one who's choosing, that's what to do. Now, if you're the one who is suddenly, you know, it's being foisted upon you and it's a $500 bottle of wine, Mm, mm. that's right. um, You know, don't go out with those people again. And <laughs> that's right. You know, it's all part of a conversation. You know, should always kind of know who you're with and sort of what their levels are. Um, I, you know. I agree, Stephen. I think you know if you go out with uh, with somebody and they order a five hundred dollar bottle of wine off the menu and they don't uh, uh, tell you this tell you in advance that they're doing this, I think this would be. Uh, it's on them. It really Yeah, is. I mean, that's I, what I'm thinking. That's right. Yeah. Um, I'm all, I mean, they'll order the wine, and I'm off to the parking lot. Exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> run while you can, and, uh, and don't go out with those people again. And then the next time, take control of that wine menu and order the there $12, 50% off, you know, nasty shoving somebody on block. Now, yes. if you want to buy a $500 bottle of wine for your guests, yes. yeah, I think you can do that respectfully and tell them that this is something I've been wanting you to try. I'm not expecting anything right. in return. That's a good point. Perhaps. Aren't, isn't someone <laughs> always expecting something in return? And isn't it always sex? Oh, wait, wait. We're, these are couples out to dinner. I'm not, not giving you this bottle of wine for No, it. not for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but, Joe, you're absolutely right. If it's something that you've wanted to try, sure. you know, make, it, uh, make it an offering. Make it special. Oh, and uh, like don't that. have everyone worrying about how they're going to be paying for it. You know? I love it. It is meant to uh, be enjoyed. Yeah. So here's my second question. You're out to dinner with a friend who drinks, and you don't. So when the bill arrives, he says, as he always does, let's split it. So how did you handle that? Because if you, know, if you don't want wine and someone ordered wine, and they're, they're actually increasing the value of the uh, meal by 50%, and here we are splitting the meal, what would you do in that situation? Hmm. You know, I think I'm going to get rid of everybody's friends by the time we're done with this segment. Get rid of that person, too. What kind of... Are these right. things that you've encountered, Mark? Well, I mean, you know... I've I, actually encountered... I've encountered that one. Or, oh, really? Or the, kind, or the person who, like, you know, for every one drink you have, they have four. Uh, and, you know, uh-huh. and then they want you to subsidize their alcoholism. No. That's a good point. See, first I ask if they will split the check, and then I order the <laughs> bottle of wine. Ah, very, very clever. Yeah. Uh, you know... I do think in general, when you're out with friends, it all comes out even in the end. 
except for when it comes to alcohol. If someone or you know a group is drinking more than you are, yeah. what you should do at the end of the meal is you know take a look at the check and say, here's one, here's my contribution, and mm-hmm. you know right. make it fair, add on the tip, tax, and then you know just push it out there and let them take care of the rest, or you know um, you know order ahead of time and ask for separate bills. That's right. So yeah. uh, I guess what you're saying is don't be afraid to at the end of the meal, sort of turn it into a negotiation a little bit? You know, I think we all hate those negotiations. Right. It's really like, <laughs> be proactive, take yeah. charge. Yeah. You know, give me that bill, and I'm going to put down, you know, $20 plus this plus that, and we're over with. And, you know, we, should, we also shouldn't be so fearful about talking about these things. You sure. Know, you know, you're out to dinner with friends, and if someone has taken advantage of you time after time, God damn it, you know. Sure. That's right. <laughs> but, you know, it you know, comes with, you know, I had a salad, you had dessert, you know, that kind of drives me crazy. And, you know, over 50 cents or $2, you know, I don't think it's worth then getting, you know, your app out to figure it all out. But what do you think? Well, I think um, I like that idea. I think next time I'm out, I'm going to put... We'll practice soon. I, well, we will. <laughs> Jennifer, are you listening? Jim, are you there? I will. That's right. I will. I'm going to have a meal and I'll push out what I think I owe, like $30. And I guess I'm wondering is if... The other person then pushes out thirty dollars, and then we're twenty dollars short on the uh, on the check, and we're kind of staring at each other. But but I guess that's okay. Well, that's not you know our our, our servers are not going to think that's okay. Well, no, that's <laughs> not okay. And and that's the worst thing about when you go out with a big group. Yeah. And everybody starts pushing their thirty dollars, and then you're like a hundred dollars short. Uh, not good. So, yeah. so here's another question. I think that this is uh, this has come up for me uh, a few times before, unfortunately, and it does happen. So, what's the appropriate thing to do? Uh, you're at a restaurant, and a bottle of wine comes, and you don't like it, or you think the wine's turned bad. What 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 should you do in that situation when you're just face drinking a kind of a bad glass of wine? So, so what <laughs> what happened? What's the story? That, yeah, uh, I have to hear this too. Yeah, when I, <laughs> well, I'm, I will not. Uh, yes, yeah, don't I, don't name any establishments. Don't name any. any <laughs> you're out of town, right? Any restaurants? But I was at Arby's. And, uh, <laughs> well, you know, wine in a box. It's, you know, you wanted a new box. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I just it didn't have that taste I thought it would. And uh, but no, that that does happen because you know, corks go bad. Corks go bad, and sometimes wine goes bad. And and I was uh, I had a, a bottle of wine, and 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 the, and the wine was not good. It was obviously it had been corked and. And it's you know it's 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 a kind of a difficult situation because you don't want to be that guy you don't want to be the guy who tr- says ah take this away I can't drink this sommelier yes no anyway. right, but if it's bad it's bad right Mark that's right so you know then again you don't want to drink a whole I mean a bottle that's a lot to drink of bad wine well you know it's interesting we were out to dinner earlier in the week at Mesa Latin Grill in Durham which is a fantastic restaurant very good saying. and Jim ordered. After talking to the wine guy, this uh, South American white, and they had talked about it, and, and the guy said it was pretty dry. It came, and it was really sweet, and Jim mm. said, you know, it's not like it's bad, but it's not what I wanted. Now, the great thing was that the wine guy said, let me take that back and, and pour you a couple of others and make you happy. So nice. on the establishment's part, you know, that's great business. Yeah, you know, sure. our table wound up having a couple of bottles of wine. So I think everybody was happy happy in the end. That's right. You know, um, but. So it was nice that they were taking it back. They, take it, they took it back and they didn't make a big deal out of it. They, did, they made no deal out of it. Now, cool. I'll tell you, I was out to dinner in New York several years ago. Nice French restaurant. Friends of mine were taking me there. I don't think they were paying, but they, they chose it. And they ordered the wine. And then they said, well, why don't you taste it when, 
when the bottle came. And they're like much more knowledgeable than I am. So, you know, he pours me a little bit of it. I think it's horrible. I think it's turned bad. Right. Yeah, but they ordered it. I'm not that familiar with it. So I said, why don't you taste it? Mm -hmm. And then um, my friend Holly said, well, I think that's bad. We sent it back. They brought another bottle of the same thing, and they had me taste it again. Uh I thought this was like Groundhog Day. Oh, no. It was the same, and it was terrible. Oh, no. And so the rule out of that is if you're the one ordering – you're the one who should be tasting oh, also. That's you know, and this true. is also, you know, you don't want to abuse this power. If it's bad, you know, you want to send it back. But, uh, you know, if it's just not to your liking a little bit, you know. Yeah, that's right. If it's they only have, a bottle of wine. If they have a case of the wine, you don't want to go through every bottle looking for the one that you like. Exactly, <laughs> because you may not ever be happy. And that's right. And, that would be bad. And they yeah. probably won't want you to come back to the <laughs> <restaurant>. <laughs> Yeah, you do want to be able to. And in Hillsborough especially, you know, you do want to be able to come back because... There's only so many restaurants. And yes, if you uh, keep on sending wine back, uh, you know. your ability to get reservations uh, really declines. Well, not to go off topic, but there's, Please. there's this new app that's going to start. It's called People, P-E-E-P-L-E. Mm-hmm. So oh, spelling. yeah. And you can rate all the humans in your life. It's like Yelp for oh, people. No it's like Yelp way. for people. It's the meanest thing on the planet. So, oh, like, you know. Not got to be nice to everybody. Yeah, like if you're Claudia at Antonio's and, you know, um, well, that Mark Solomon, I'm going to give him a one or a zero, you know. Your reputation is going to be ruined. That's right. So I guess we, none of us can ever send back wine again. Ugh. <laughs> well, now I think that I'm going to have to go uh, back to all the reviews and explain myself. You, know, <laughs> you, think? you get a, a one-star <laughs> review. <laughs> yeah, think, uh, yeah, will yeah, that think, take you a while? <laughs> it will. I didn't sleep well that night. That I night know. I was in a bad mood. And I, you know. <laughs> well, you know, it's like with you know, Uber and, yeah. and Airbnb, all these new services. They rate you know, the customer. You know, that's a whole strange thing. So I have a uh, last question. We're going to turn a little bit more to the serious side. So I, I, oh boy. I, I left the more serious question for last. Um, so when someone close to you has recently joined uh, an organization like AA, obviously they're trying to stop drinking, is it the right thing to do to stop drinking when you are around them? Or if you're in the restaurant, don't order wine, even though you might want a glass of wine with your meal. What, what's mm. appropriate? That is, a, that is a tough question, and, you know, it seems that it, it comes up more and more in the types of questions I get from, from, from readers. You know, I think there are two things here. You want to be a friend who is supporting your friend who's not drinking. And I think the best thing to do is to say directly, how can I help you um, through this right. period? In the first 90 days, I'm told, are, you know, that's the really hard window. And yeah. so maybe they'll say to you, it would make it a little bit easier for me if you weren't drinking right now. Right. But I think that everyone needs to realize that alcoholism is a disease. The person who is the alcoholic needs to own that and be responsible for themselves. But we're all a community here, and I think we want to help in the ways that we can. And so, um, you know, refraining you know, for a while is not going to make a difference in the long run to them, but I think it's going to help cement uh, your friendship and... Well, that's right. You have a really good point because if they uh, know that they see you as your drinking friend and then yeah. you're sober, uh, you're probably not going to be friends with them too long because they need to have friends that are not going to be drinking every occasion. Probably. Right. And those who are not drinking may, as you say, you know, they may want to change the type of people they're socializing with. They may not want to go to what are called trigger events, which would be a cocktail party or something like that or a New Year's Eve party, which you know usually there's alcohol involved so um yeah but again talking it through is 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 the best advice and and coming out on the other end of it 
Yeah. I like that. That's good advice. Well, that's great. Um, well, Stephen, uh, we just loved having you on the show. You're absolutely welcome anytime because I believe we've just scratched the surface. I think there are many more wine questions uh, to ask you, and uh, many of them that are on my mind, and these are the ones we've got to today. So if you can promise to be on our show again... Uh, <laughs> Please. I keep telling Mark, we need more time for these interviews. I <laughs> promise. My, and maybe we can ter- talk also about bourbon etiquette. I don't know if that's like allowed on the wine cellars. Absolutely. Uh, we should practice our etiquette, bourbon etiquette. Yeah. You know, uh, right? You know, I'll, I'll bring you my bourbon pecan pie when we get closer to Oh, boy. Well, at so, 6 uh, o'clock comes the bourbon fellers. So. Oh, who yeah. knew? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, that's, that's great. And... Uh, and we'll see you around town, and then uh, please come back. Well, my pleasure. Thanks. Stephen, thank you. Cheers. And we'd also like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in today. Wow, Mark. Our live studio audience seems quite taken with our special guest this week. That's right, Joe. It's quite a lively crowd here this evening. Why doesn't our guest stand up and take a bow? Hey, excellent idea. Please, stand up. Take a bow. (laughs) In fact, Mark, can we get the entire crew out here? It's been quite a show, and I'd like them recognized as well. Sure thing. Uh, Most people don't understand what goes into producing a high-quality show like this each and every week. Ah, here's the team coming out now. All right. You've been listening to your good fellows, Mark and Joe. Visit us online at thewinefellers.com or catch us on the Facebook or the Twitter. But most importantly, make sure to join us every Monday at 5 p.m. right here on 104.7 WHUP Hillsboro, home of The Winefellers. Songs and melodies Change and change and swipe, but they still stay the same. The songs that we sung when the dark days come are the songs that we sung when we chased them away. If I ever found a pot of gold, I'd buy bottles untold of the nectar of the vines, cause I'm gonna die with a twinkle in my eye. Cause I sang songs, fun stories, love, laughed and drank wine Tomorrow is another day The cats are out to play, to play That old rusty spaceship wants to sail Into the Milky Way again On a river of red, red
right 